Yes, hello there, welcome along to the Irish Rally Podcast live for the first time in association here with FACT, the Simply Automatic Choice for Automation Equipment. For more, of course, as always, you can visit the website, which is nal.e forward slash products. So, yeah, we have two shows in very quick succession, it must be said. Um, we obviously put out an episode a couple of days back there with Anthony Nesser, which addressed a little bit of, I suppose, any miscommunication and different things between competitors and various organizations. And so far, it's, um, I suppose, the, the feedback has been very positive. Um, people in general have sought and gained a lot more information from it, myself included, one of my guests included, which uh, you won't mind me saying. And um, even competitors who have been in rallying for a long, long time gain an awful lot from it. Um, so we do hope that maybe you, the viewer and the listener, got a little bit from it as well. If you did and you're happy or maybe you're not so happy, you can, of course, get in touch with us here on the live stream. Um, literally just comment underneath the post on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube where we are live here this evening. So it's great to be with you here live. And um, yeah, these things aren't edited. Anything could happen. It is a bit manic at times, but it's also good fun as well. I'm very lighthearted. We do have a good bit to go through on this evening's program. Um, up on the running order, we are going to look back at the Lockall Country Park uh, Rally, of course, which was last weekend in round three of the McGrady Insurance Northern Ireland Rally Championship. Pronounced right this time, guys. Thanks. Uh, and sorry, I suppose, uh, I should say, because we did call it McGrady. Some people would say potato, potato, but uh, I know the crack when sponsors are over events, let's give them their proper title. Uh, what we got coming up. So, yeah, we're going to talk about various events which have been confirmed and are on calendars, I suppose, both north and south. It would have been known a little bit longer in terms of what's happened up north, but down south, definitely, there is a nice little sprinkling of events which have uh, cropped up over the last couple of weeks. We'll talk about um, our competitors overseas as well in terms of what they've done in recent times and what's coming up over the next couple of weeks. So who are the guests you might add, or might ask, I should say? Well, we did reveal them earlier with Adam Hall, first of all, from Rally Insight. Adam, how's things? Not too bad, Kevin. Hey. Good to have you on. Flying it. Thanks a million. Uh, Johnny Greer as well, of course, who won at the weekend. Uh, Johnny, how's things? Not too bad, Kevin. How you going? Adam, you well? Yeah, thanks, Johnny. Good to see you. We, uh, we know Brian Crawford this time. I think he's going to have to start his own podcast, such was the, um, the uh, I suppose, the feedback we got from that actual episode. Um, went down a tree, of course, Johnny. Yeah, I brought I brought in his, the shirt here just to keep just to keep Brian happy, you know, just to uh, represent for him. So he's here in spirit. <laughs> yeah, geez, um, I'm surprised actually uh, when he does when he does hit stardom. I thought he was going to whisky away, but thankfully you made yourself available to come with us here again. Listen, come here in all seriousness. Well done at the weekend. Um, so you went into the event, I think, with maybe a couple of points to spare in the championship. Yeah, the the points are quite tight. The um, the way the points are awarded is sort of designed to keep the championship quite tight. So we think we had two point lead going into uh, mm-hmm. the lock goal. So yeah, that's it's good because it keeps everything very close. It means you have to sort of try and score in every round as best you can. And yeah, it's nice to have a bit of a gap, but at the same time, there's not uh, there's no time to slacking off either. Absolutely. So it's fair to say, Johnny, this one was eventful. Um, an incident did occur, unfortunately, on stage three, and uh, a spectator, I believe, became unwell. And um, I suppose at that point, the situation might have been relatively clear, but then there was a kind of a change in mind, I think, by your organisers later on in the event, and that might have led to a little bit of frustration. So perhaps maybe you'll talk us through that, just to give the viewers an insight and the listeners an insight into maybe what did happen and why possible frustration may have occurred from it. 
Yeah, well, as everything, there's two or three sides to every story. But um, yeah, stage three started sort of normal enough for us. Um, the uh, which sort of got the word coming out of service that uh, Desi had a fuel pump issue and, and wasn't going to start the stage. So we sort of we sort of knew that Desi was effectively out of the rally. So uh, our attentions then turned to Stephen, who was close behind us at that stage. So we had to uh, try and keep the pressure on stage three. Lucky enough, it went very well for us. Uh, stage was a lot cleaner than the previous two runs, and the time was good. So um, we came in from the stage three, obviously back in the service, had heard sort of through the rumor mill what was going what was going on, and then there was a spectator issue, and uh, the stage might be cancelled. So that was that was okay. Um, lucky enough, I think we heard later on that the, the spectator was relatively okay after that. So that's always good to hear. The um, yeah, so we sort of looked at the times. We were happy enough for the times we'd done and we'd worked out. We sort of heard through the uh, through the rumours again that, that Desi in between times I got the car sorted, which is fair enough. Um, so we looked at the, worked out the, basically the nominal time that Desi would most likely get. And that was all fine. We were happy enough for that. Bit of a grey area in the regulations about he didn't actually get out of service before stage three. So technically there's a, there's a late, OTL issue going on there, but that's not really what I want to get involved in. The, um, so we knew the nominal times. We worked out if Desi got his nominal, we'd have maybe a 13, 14 second gap to Desi and about five second gap, six second gap to Stephen. Um, and then we were just checking the times again to make sure our gaps and we realized the times had all been deleted. So uh, they'd all been just zeroed, which was a bit strange. Um, I'd, I'd say that been Ryan probably 15 years I've never seen times get deleted from a stage before in my life so I didn't really know what to do none of us knew what to do but that was the way it was the gap was was sort of what we say artificially closer than, than it actually was and uh, we sort of then didn't know what to do from a from a competitive point of view do you drive to the gap that's there on the screen or do you drive to the gap that you know should be there so sort of had to talk about it and try and work out exactly what the regulations were and everything else and we sort of sort of worked out that that that's it should be nominal times that's the way it works it wants us once a once any car sets a competitive time on a stage if the stage goes on to then be cancelled you have to use that competitive time and then give your nominal times from there onwards so i think there's five cars go through the stage so basically the last car through the stage is set what to call a competitive time has to be the nominal time of the rest of the cars who didn't complete the stage get. So we had worked that out. Desi hadn't started the stage. He was going to get the normal time. And then obviously that was all wiped out. So we sort of didn't know what to do then. It was kind of one of those situations where you go, well, okay, the gap is now this. Um, what do we do? So we sort of had the, there was two different thought processes was either you just forget about it and you just go for it and you push to the, the gap that's on the screen and just hope it all works out. But at the same time, I was sort of thinking to myself, well, that's fine, but we know that stage three should be done this way. So if we now go out on stage four, five, six, go for a push, make a mistake, spin, overshoot, get a puncher like Shackleton would prove, and drop drop a lot of time, then when the time is dedicated reinstated, we would be it would be pointless for us anyway. So we'll have to try and run this sort of line of how hard to try, how hard to push while trying to not make a mistake so that when the times hopefully did get corrected, that would still be in a good position. So uh, 
going into the last stage, obviously nothing had been sorted yet. So there's a bit of panic on our side because we didn't want it to happen after the rally because if it happened after the rally. It's very messy. You know, it's not fair on Desi either. If he comes off the stage and he, he thinks he's won the rally and then it gets changed, that's not really fair either. So luckily the, um, we got information before stage six that the times have been corrected to what they should have been. I say it's strange. I've never been in that situation before. I don't know what was going on uh, during stage three to, to, to come to the decision that they're going to just delete the stage and cancel everybody's times because it's just something I haven't seen. So I didn't know how to react. So, but you know, it all worked out in the end. The, the you know, the all the results came for us in the end, and and it all worked out. So we can't really complain about too much. But at the same time, it was a bit uh, a bit nerve wracking during the day. <laughs> so, Definitely, yeah, because, I mean, I don't know what the, the sort of time frame was or the turnaround time frame when all this is going through your head like. So that begs the question, how do you stay calm in that situation and make the right decision or decision that you feel is right at the time? Because even if you do with the best knowledge you have, it may still change. So that's a tricky one. What's the influence like outside of that then in terms of, like, does Kirsty come in with a bit of advice here? Is there someone around you that kind of helps you make that right decision or... Are you trying to find that yourself? Because your adrenaline is going, obviously. You know, you're in competitive action, but you still got to stay calm, I suppose, among the chaos, even though you may not have caused the chaos yourself, like, so to speak. Yeah, that's 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 it. Really, sometimes you can sort of you can sort of become a bit uh, a bit sort of victimized from it, maybe. You sort of feel like it's, you're being hard done by. But um that doesn't really help anywhere. Um and to be fair, there wasn't really any raised tensions from our side you know everybody uh everybody kept very calm which was which was good um you know Kirsty kept very calm she knew exactly you know she sort of organized rallies herself she knows the regulations and that was very good and we had with outside you know with outside contact with with famous brian as well <laughs> the keep us right another another great head to have on your in your camp you know a great, the great knowledge base and yeah the, the atmosphere probably in our camp was relatively calm. Okay, you were a wee bit miffed or a wee bit annoyed about what was going on, but at the same time, you couldn't let that affect your driving. You had to still keep the head, especially with the conditions. You had to really sort of, once you put the helmet on, went to the start of the stage, you had to just forget about it and just calm yourself and just do what your sort of game plan was. Um, so yeah, it's it's a, yeah, it's frustrating. It kind of it kind of it kind of put a bit of a shadow over the day a wee bit, you know, because you had all this going on in the background. Um, probably stopped the enjoyment a wee bit of the day too, but that's that's the way it goes. You know, the 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 results the result came in the end. You know, and everything got done right in the end. Whether or not there was a if that hadn't got sorted before the last stage, I don't know. You know, the next the next uh, the next step was to lodge pro formal protest, and that to me is not really fair because it shouldn't be up to a competitor to to enforce a regulation. You know that should be if there's if there's something's gone wrong and someone hasn't followed the rule book from a from an organization point of view in a rally it really shouldn't be up to the competitor to basically protest another competitor because the rally hasn't done hasn't handed out the right times or the right penalties or whatever you need so yeah we didn't want to go down that route so luckily it didn't happen that way so after that it was it was fairly it was fairly innocuous but i think it's sort of it's it sort of put a dampener and everything because obviously same with Desi. Desi didn't know the gap either, you know. So he's in the same situation as I am. He doesn't know, you know. He doesn't know whether he's trying to close a two or three second gap or a ten second gap or whatever. And they get that all lumped onto you in the last going into the last stage. 
you know, it just it just messes with everybody's head. You know, it doesn't really. There's nobody really benefited from it. So uh, yeah, unfortunate, but you know that's the way it is. I suppose to add to it then as well, Adam. Given the fact that it was so close between Johnny Desi in round two, like Desi or Johnny had his his troubles there. You know, later on, big drama, of course, like. And then Desi swooped in, so the guys being so close to the championship maybe added to this a little bit as well. Like, and um, yeah. what, what was it like for you being there actually, and in general being there? Because I think it was your first time to go to a rally, perhaps since was it Galway, maybe in twenty twenty. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, first one Quite since Galway. Um, a lot of people in the same boat as well with spectators being allowed back. But I know, per Johnny Desi, I wasn't really thinking of them when I was seeing the the point three second gap being cut down to point one before the last stage, but. Um, definitely the the two of them were going hard all day um and again it's it's just the the crack that you go to a rally for you know there's something that happens and everybody's chatting about it or what did this happen or um you know it's just all part of the part of the crack from a spectator spectator's point of view but yeah thankfully it got sorted in the end for the for the final results um but again like it I suppose it started and the second stage when you know Desi was leading off to the first one um, and he got a field pump issue which dropped him back and then he obviously had to fight back to get um, caught up because he seemed to be pushing for the win for his points in the championship so definitely from a spectator's point of view um, it was it was a pretty good one to be going back to after such a long break um, away but again like you had Stephen right there and third overall and he finished I think nine seconds behind Johnny in the end so nine seconds separating the top three on such a tricky day of rally and it was torrential rain um, for a large part of it so you know it, there was not, not much in it at all Stephen's been quite consistent as well it must be noted I think in the, the rounds to date like you know yeah definitely like all all those guys in R5s now um, they're they're at the game like there there isn't much between them and you know it's it's one mistake and you you drop a few places or you know desi had his field pump issue and he was away down the field um he only got second again on the last stage so definitely it, it goes to show you and even like you had derek mcgarty in a wrc car and he was behind all those guys and you know how many times derek has won on the northern irish championship like it's it's so 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 competitive and I guess as well the way things have worked for that championship as well you know it back i don't know 10 years ago maybe it, it was uh it was a big championship like and um it's maybe been overshadowed the last few years with with uh rallies down south or the irish tarmac it's it's came back since 2016 or 17 um but the way the northern irish championship sort of had a wee bit of a head start this year and there's there's competitive guys doing it in competitive cars it's it's actually been quite nice to see yeah the focus is you know obviously very much centered on it now because it was the first back and there's no other thing yeah, to kind of exactly. compete with it so it's done no harm i suppose you know and i i think in general we may have commented on this johnny the last time when yourself and brian were on but it's a, it was a good plan to kind of get the not really open stage rallies in the first couple of rounds. Like it was a good way to ease back into it. And now coming near the tail end, I think it'll be open. And obviously we see that down south now. Cork is going to go ahead, I think, on the 19th of September and we'll go through those events shortly. So I think the plan has worked out pretty good from that point of view because, you know, it's it's literally just easing back into the whole thing. Like 
yeah yeah well that's that's what's what has worked for for us quite well you know the just even from even from a driver's perspective you've started you've sort of walked before you can run you know you're starting on single venues no ps notes you know beds you into the car again into the whole rallying thing lock all there sort of a single venue too but because they were using road section they could use you know, organizers pace notes so that got you back in the lesson the pace notes again so you, you are kind of stepping slowly slowly back to full full blown closed road rallying which is obviously the next two rounds are, are that are coming october and, and november so yeah it has it has seemed to be quite a good success this year um you know the northern iron championship has always been a, a good championship it's always had good rallies it's always been sort of relatively well supported and um, i think it probably this year has got an influx of people because of it being the first one out there but yeah it's, it's great to see hopefully hopefully it can build on it from now on and, and sort of put a put a good couple of years together definitely yeah so i'm just going to trickle down through the top 20 and the, the class winners as well because i think it's very important to do that we did it the last day and you know all these guys deserve Bit of recognition so uh, top 20 uh jamie grant with ben taggart uh 19th you had ian miller david burns adrian hedrington and ronald o'neill in 18th shane cullen and connor alone in 17 16 james kennedy and heather kennedy uh 15th john gordon and thomas wedlock marty toner and kyle diffin in 14th armored lachlan and darren kern in 13th niall henry and barney mitchell 12th john devlin john mccarthy 11th 10th went to john bradley and ryan crozier Potter Hurston and Damien Connolly ninth in the FSWRC. You had Jason Black and Carl Egan in eighth in the starlet. Then you had Derry McGarrity uh, in seventh there with Paddy Robinson on board. Uh, Barry Morris and Dylan Down in sixth and into the top five. Damien Toner and Denver Rafferty in fifth. Fourth place went to Adrian Ray and Kieran McGrath. Third place, Stephen Wright and Liam Moynihan. Second, as you know, Desi Henry and Mark Henry and Sherman himself here on the podcast one of the overall johnny rare and kirsty riddick and let's go across into the class winners then so uh starting with class one of course historics that went to richard hall and Declan campbell uh, class two uh group bank cars of course uh that went to marshall kennedy with david young class three philip white and brian rowan i know brian fairly well like from there they've been moving quite well all year uh class four seamus connolly and gary mccrudden class five then raymond johnson and mark johnson Moving over to class six, as we said, Jason Black and Carl Egan, class seven, Damien Toner, Denver Rafferty, class eight, Andrew Bustard and Kenny Bustard, and in class nine, uh, Anthony Cairns and Mark Preston, class 10, the man himself again, Mr. Greer and Kirsty Riddick, and then class 11, Desi Henry and Mark Henry. So yeah, there you have it. So Adam, like just in terms of general thoughts, um, we've, we've touched on the, the fierce competition at the front, uh, the fact that you know you're back at an event and that was really exciting. But any other thoughts maybe from the day which stuck out for you? Yeah, I guess um, some of the guys we didn't mention was Alexa Damian Toner in the escort. Like again, just somebody pushing so hard. And of course, he's won that rally a lot of times before. But um, well, he's sitting 39 seconds off Johnny at the end of six stages in really really wet conditions again. Um, but that was another interesting battle during the day. Um, you had Damien and Barry Morris uh, was in the Darien, and he's sort of been the pace setter so far this year. Um, so, yeah, those, those two guys weren't far apart, and Jason Black was probably the other standout guy in two-wheel drive. Um, I think he spun on the first stage in the wet conditions, um, 
and he came back then the next stage two and four and um, he set some really good times but i think a couple of punctures on the last uh two stages put him back but again like what just watching those fellas you you can tell they're pushing to the edge definitely um, and again so so entertaining as always and yeah there's plenty of entertaining cars and um, throughout the field but yeah a whole range of stuff and that's it's just nice to get that and remember um why you love the sport and yeah where it all started we have a shout for back shack as well who may or may not be sponsoring <laughs> rallyinside.com i think a couple of articles just yeah. while you're on yeah that's right and connor dunlop as well he was co-driving um the weekend so it was yeah it was just good to see guys like that again um, and people that haven't seen since Galway or even rallies the year before it's just, yeah it's just nice to be be in the service park see people and um, have a good chat and yeah a bit of a catch-up and of course see the action no there's another two are sponsor for the Adam Ari. guys let's move it on then a little bit because we have the two rounds left and obviously we've kind of touched on it briefly but the 16th of October, Tour de Spurns next up. Like so, yeah. There's a bit of a gap now, Johnny. So, what's the what's the story from your point of view? Um, you're obviously leading this championship now, um, but like there is events down south. So, have you been kind of keeping an eye on Cork or, or eyeing that up? The entries are filling up quite quick. Maybe maybe even full actually at this point. I haven't checked in a couple of days, but is that something you've given a bit of consideration to? Well, obviously, none of the bush the bushwhackers on the day before, but you're uh, you're a regular like all over the country so um was there a decision to be made and have you made one uh yeah there's a decision to be made uh no i haven't made one <laughs> so uh yeah we uh we sort of when everything came about for cork it was kind of really in the thursday sort of wednesday thursday in the lead up to to lock all so um i sort of said there's too much going on in the lead up to lock all so we left it until after then to make a decision on that so Sort of looked at it again, but it's just with um, with everything the way it is, the minute you sort of don't know where, which which is the best route to take um, as, as far as getting mileage is. You know, obviously still haven't been in closed roads, sort of proper closed roads since um, you know since really well not even West Cork because the Killarney for us in 2019 was the last closed road rally we done Killarney historic. Um, so yeah, there. Probably would need to get out somewhere to get a bit of recce experience again and get making your notes again and stuff like that. But as as for what we're doing, I haven't really had a chance to sit down and, and work out exactly what the options are and what's really within reach to do for us. So yeah, it's uh, as as sort of when you look at the calendar now, it's it's like there's just rallies every weekend effectively now until the end of the year. So. It's um, yeah, it's quite a hard one to, to, to work out what to do. Um, the gravel rallies for us aren't really an option at the minute. We don't have a gravel kit for the car, so we're sort of sticking on tarmac for the meantime. So, but yeah, um, I have to sit down, sort of put pen to paper, and try and work out exactly what we can do and where we can go. Yeah, I suppose from your point of view, you're, you're probably considering like what is the best preparation I can get event-wise ahead of the next round of the NA Championship and. You know, obviously there's, there's a bit more to it than that, as the fella said, but like that's probably a main consideration, obviously, that you would have, like. Yeah, you want to get seat time. I mean, there's no, there is no replacement for seat time. Um, exact with the with the car, especially lock goal was the first time we really had the car on anything resembling a closed road. Uh, you know, it's sort of had it around our fields really since we got the car. You know, we done done British Court last year a zero car. We didn't get doing West Cork as you all know, and we done Bishop's Court and Shackleton, so 
we're sort of become uh, we've sort of become uh, single venue specialists now. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we'd need to get a bit of experience in the car, try and test somewhere or do something to try and see what the car is like on a on a proper bit of road, and then work our way from there. Um, it's just deciding whether the best thing to do is try and you know try and do a testing program or try and get some proper competitive mileage. All right, so that's obviously 16th of October and the Toronto stages is the last round on the 6th of November, but just have a little flick through the events that are planned. Uh, some of these confirmed, some of these not entirely confirmed, but dates are there for them. Um, this weekend, there is a sprint <laughs> that the Carla Car Club are running, I think it's on Sunday actually, um, and it is based up around the Shlele area. I think it's a, maybe a 4K loop. We'll call it a stage <laughs> um, or something like that and a, a kind of a similar setup so to speak to what they had up in Stradbally the leash ran and that seemed to go quite well so that's uh, the first thing on the list and the most recent I suppose upcoming yeah, the Bushwhacker as you said is the ending of September Core 20 is going on the 19th of September uh, Donegal Harvest in for 3rd of October Wexford like again we'll get proper confirmation on all these and if anyone's watching from these clubs do get in touch with us, just put in a comment to say it's fully confirmed. Like, well, Wexford, yeah, 17th of October, uh, Fastnet, 24th of October, Kerry, 7th of November, Mayo, 14th. Uh, then the Ulster, that is confirmed, that's the 20th of November, uh, Clarity of Stars, 27th of November. So, all of a sudden, like, we went from nothing, Johnny, when we were speaking last to having a clapper of events to look forward to, and hopefully, um, as the fella said, but like, we have a few of those confirmed. It's exciting all of a sudden. There's a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Um, Adam, I've asked Johnny what his plans are. In terms of you trying to get to some of these, like uh, to cover for Rally Insight, is there a kind of an itinerary laid out or have you to go chat the head office? Because I think, in fairness, <laughs> that we have to put it out there on record. Head office let Adam uh, on this podcast tonight. I think he might have had to do a job or two. And we do thank her for that from everyone here on the Irish Rally Podcast because you have this insight. So come so, on, tell us, what, tell us what your plans are and are you going to be in the doghouse for coming out with me here tonight actually as well? Uh, hopefully not, but uh, so, <laughs> so really I'll just say it not because apparently I don't say it enough. But <laughs> no, I, I honestly, I don't know um, what what the plans are, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> but no, anywhere that, that has me or anywhere I'm, I'm able to go to, um, try and enjoy it. Lock always a weird one because you're going to report but you get carried away watching <laughs> the action too because it's been so long. So yeah, um I'll see what happens. But it's just it is great to see events um running both in Northern Ireland and down south as well. Um so fair play to all the clubs and competitors and everyone who's organizing things at the moment because I'm sure it still is quite tricky. Um, they're, they're not like we're far hopefully over the hill, but um, it's definitely not as simple as it was before. So um, yeah, but like, we'll, we'll see what happens. And I don't know, there's there's guys doing pretty well in uh, the WRC or the European sure Championships too. So uh, who knows, it could be a really sunny holiday book sometime for before the end of the year. Yeah. Also, I'll have to put a plug in uh, Kevin for the Galloway Hills Rally as well on the 11th of September. That's uh, that's Kirstie's rally. So there's mm -hmm. another one for people looking bushwhacker gravel <laughs> mileage. <laughs> is she, is she um, what's her, what's her um, kind of link with that in terms of is she 
competing or is she running? What's what's happening there? No, they run. They sort of her car club runs a rally, so she takes yeah, a, yeah. her and her family take a big. Uh, have always run the rally for a couple of yeah. years now. So yes, that's a good event. If I if I had a gravel kit, I'd have be there as well. But uh, <laughs> can't uh, can't do it in tarmac sharks, unfortunately. Well, you oh, could, but you wouldn't get very far. We'll put it out here now. There's a nice platform to do where live is that if anyone wants to get Johnny Greer a gravel kid, lads, get it across from <laughs> there. Uh, get in touch with this, sorry. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, yeah, in terms of all the events, it is great to have them to look forward to, as we're saying there. But like from from your point of view as well, you're kind of like you'd be caught a little bit with the day job and all, and it's not always the easiest thing to do when you're trying to balance everything. So, um, the one learning. I suppose the one learning curve you'd have and the one thing that I suppose comes in handy when you do have live streams and stuff, like it does work out a lot in your favour. So if it's a case you can't get up down the country, we're looking up for a lot of events we have Killian at them. And I suppose you can go with the information that Killian has and maybe use that, I suppose, to your advantage as well to try get the content out there for your own website, like because it is first hand information coming directly from the competitors that Okay, it's provisional, but um, your article can be provisional as well at the end of the day. So that that's obviously helped, and, and maybe COVID has, has kind of taught that bit of a lesson over the last year and a half. Because I think the content on the website is great. I'm not just saying it because you're here, but it's just great to have it. And for me personally, I use it quite a lot for a bit of info and a bit of research when we're doing deposit. Like, so I'm sure you've learned an awful lot from that in the last year and a half, and you use it to your advantage with these events, perhaps that are coming up. Yeah, definitely. Like. Um, I guess it's it's given the time um, as well. Like if if you're not up and down the country at weekends, you've you've more time to think about um, what you're doing or or what you what you want to do. But um, yeah, definitely. Like live streams are unbelievable um, for me because yes, you're always going to have results coming through. But at the end of the day, times only tell so much, and rallying is all about the the story behind. Like imagine if. If we just had the the times from Saturday without um all the backstory, like that's that's what the crack is. So no, definitely, um, live streams are great, and it's it's became it has become regular now. Um, you'd be lost without it. So no, it's brilliant, and just yeah, be, British Championship has it too, I suppose, and European Championships a good uh, live radio. Um. If you want to follow that, definitely that's the way to go. And um, obviously, WRC is is uh, pretty good too. Um, so no, it's it is great having that. And yeah, I guess we have missed out at home, but with so many guys competing abroad and in the British Championship too, we've definitely had plenty to follow, um, which is good. Absolutely. Well, we have a comment in from Pat Gilbert. Hopefully, you'll all be ready for Donegal. 2022. Here's hoping, indeed. Uh, we're actually up that direction this weekend. There's a, the small matter of a stag party. Uh, we're pulling out on Friday. And I'm going to have to give a shout out to uh, Declan Boyle as well from McCafferty's Bar fame, of course. Plenty of them on the go. Um, remarkable, actually, in fairness, because I think 2017, you all up the first one in Donegal Town. Just one in Letter Kenny's, one up in Dunlow, I think. Several across London. Uh, I think there's one in Spain and just on the verge of opening up one in Dubai and, and Declan's, um, Declan's been kind of giving us a bit of advice and uh, in different things and pointing us in the right direction and uh, we are going to pay McCafferty's Bar a bit of a visit as well and it might be hard to get us out of the place to be honest with you but there we go um, so in other words what I'm trying to say is there won't be any episode of the Irish Rally podcast next week that's <laughs> after. but um, yeah fabulous I, I'm certainly looking forward to going back up to Donegal for International Next year, it's hard to believe that they'll be 
what three three years like without the, the event or whatever two two or three years whatever it is it's, it's crazy yeah, stuff crazy. like but um yeah so that kind of segues us into um our next kind of topic slash topics of irish competitors further afield um you touched on the the brc the erc and wrc uh you are looking after things adam for john armstrong i believe yeah yeah that's right um how's that been going it's good yeah it's really enjoyable just um i guess i'm used to hearing from drivers and crews from events but um to be to be someone's point of contact especially on on the rallies john has been been doing it it has been really interesting um and yeah obviously there's a bit of plenty of work involved in it too but you know it's it's something that we uh, enjoy and obviously everything that i'm here and i'm feeding through um back to john's fans and um to be fair to john like he he has a massive following through different things he's got involved with over the years and just i guess to start with like it was clear years ago that he had an unbelievable talent um so to see him maybe take a step back and you know he's openly admitted he he had his own questions about whether it was possible for him to come back and whether he would have the pace when he did come back because it had been so long so just to see him do so well this year and i uh, be, be a part of that um i guess is has been pretty cool yeah it's been awesome like um and great to follow his progress in the jwrc like just just awesome and it's always great to see guys that are struggling like you know to get to get the few up together as john has said openly you know what i mean like he's always had the talent as you touched on there but just to get the few up together and make a good fist of it like and it's great that he's had that back and and by god is he proven it like do you know what i mean um so so who knows there's a few more rooms of the ladder there that could be stepped up very easily like do you know what i mean um in terms of uh let, let's talk about will create as well um adam because he obviously was on with us there after just what one was that it was the one neil howard i think it was he was on with us and um and he did a great drive last time out as well like um had a little yeah, bit of adversity but punched in some great times like yeah the poor fella got got hit in the the first day with his his oil pressure um fault but again completely out of his hands but Flip, did he did he show that he could have been battling John the whole weekend um on tarmac as well and none nowhere else than Yeep like for uh, for someone to be going so hard on against yeah like they're the they're the quickest front wheel drive guys in the world you you need to remember as well and um, so no it was brilliant like seven seven fastest times he set um and he, he probably could have set more as well um had his first day not being um hit like that but no it's it's great to see Will doing so well because he, he obviously went into it and he is he's a level-headed guy he won't he won't get too far ahead of himself and he's he's again a guy that always talks about development um knowing where he's at pace wise and yeah i guess compared to other guys you might say he could earn the side of caution but it's definitely paying off for him at this point in the season and Again, one last tarmac rally um, left this year, so you know another good chance of a good result. Um, but again, like it's, it's funny on Sunday, just the way it was working. John was leading the the rally in for Junior WRC, and you had Will just going for stage wins, but in turn, Will was stopping. Um, 
the the Finnish guy Sami Parry from scoring stage wins too. So you know the like we team Northern Ireland um, in the the junior WRC at the moment. So yeah, who knows? Just fingers crossed, Spain goes well for both of them, um, and we'll have something to celebrate. But yeah, it was it was nice seeing Will at Block All as well. I see he was coming to Johnny asking for some advice for Spain. So hopefully that pays off. <laughs> No, no, he was he was there to give me advice. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Plenty of sun cream was number one, anyway. But uh, yeah, in fairness, Matt, like um, he struck me as a guy who was uh, very focused. I think he'd actually just been back from a run when he came on the the podcast with me that <laughs> evening. Like, and there's one thing that kind of struck me, and like I hope I don't think he's going to mind me putting this on record, anyway. But when when guys are going out to you know compete and do drives like that on, I suppose drives of that magnitude. You'd be taking a few things for granted, but I think in terms of like flights and things, he's kind of looking after that himself. Like I, I had visions of maybe that being looked after for him, and uh, he's like, "Ah, oh, sure, look, he's yeah. just kind of rolling with the punches or whatever." But from a kind of a, an elite point of view, you're, you're thinking, "I want all this kind of tedious stuff looked after me a little bit," and these are my words now, not his. Uh, you know, so I can focus on on what I'm trying to do and try to get the best out of myself. Uh, he seems to be rolling with it, but that's just another little thing to add in there because lads might think all oh, these jokes are looked after, but not for everybody. Like so, um, in fairness, like he's gone and done that. He's I won't say a one man band. He has the backing from the governing body, I think, and, and stuff like that too. So, uh, at the same time, he has a good bit to work with. Like it's not all. Everything is not completely looked after. It's not just can jump into the car and off you go. So I have to give him great credit for that. Um, I don't know if the same, it's the same crack with John. You don't have to confirm or deny that, Adam, if you don't want to. Um, wow. But, like, they are, they are little headaches that you can do without. So yeah. that's, the that's I suppose, uh, a bit of um, praise that we can give to it, I suppose, for, for want of a better phrase. Uh, in yeah, terms well, of... That's the sorry, sorry. In there, just, yeah, I've seen this year, obviously, um, we should work away in for a few years in the in the junior BRC and stuff, and the, the work rate is is unbelievable i mean the especially this year you know i we sort of said them you know, any year to go into the jdr she was more difficult uh tough to organize everything else but to do it during covid you know and when you talk when you talk to william before a rally is my head spinning there's that much stuff going on <laughs> and i'm not even there i just you know you have covid yeah. tests you've hours you've so you have to be in a certain place at a certain time so when you're 72 hours or 48 hours after your covid test before that you know and he's doing that all himself, you know, and he's he's doing the research for the rally, he's doing his training, he's doing all that stuff, and, and Liam as well is doing all the exact same training regime as William, and, and the, the amount of work being put in by those guys, by all those guys at that level is just, yeah. it's uh, it's just phenomenal. Um, you know, you only ever see a small part of it, but uh, all the stuff in the background is just, it, it would frighten you. Yeah. <laughs> it put you off it. Yeah, um, um, I, you don't have to go into specifics, Adam, but I, I'd imagine not too dissimilar. Like, I, obviously, the work rate is a given. You know, you want to get that from John, but all those other logistical stuff. Like, is that is that things that he kind of has to work well, around? Like, or I'm I'm not breaking those flights anyway, so something <laughs> must be. Um, no, definitely. Like, you you do just assume somebody competing at world level will have things sorted for them, but definitely not. Like, it's. It's all it is. It's up to them. Like there's, they're the ones that um, want to progress. So it's, it's them putting effort in, and as well, like you do. One thing I took for granted before you sort of find out more about it was, you know, they're 
they're flying out on a Monday morning, they're taking a week off work and like they have to be in work the Monday after because you know how many holidays can you take from your job and um, it, it is it's such a big effort from from all those guys and again like just fair enough that's that's a week they're away but the amount of time they're preparing watching on boards finding out about the stage before they get there um and then when they do get there and um, they're doing two full days of recce and they're doing the full um world rally it's it's not a shortened route they're doing the full thing from scratch because they've never been there before making their own notes like the the list really does go on and you know for for guys that are young i don't know i think will's maybe 21 years old and around that like they're doing they're doing a lot um together with their co-driver obviously but you know fair play to them for for doing it um getting through it all and doing so well as as well absolutely so just sticking with juniors for a moment and switching to the brc so Eamon kelly leads that um that's that's serious going Colin white is doing very well this year that's yeah, he is. Um, you know, for a guy who never really competed in the mainland before, you know, he'd done a few Irish forestry rallies and stuff. But you know, the the when you go over to like of Nicky Dress, go to the Welsh forest, it could take you, it could take you a year to learn those forests. That's how yeah. different they are. You know, um, you know, you have when you're over here, you you pretty much have the width of the car to work with, and that's it. You know, whereas you go to Wales, you. You're sliding the car in fifth gear. You know you have a corner that looks like a third gear corner, and because you can take a racing line at it, it's now a fifth gear corner. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been very impressive. Plus he's in a you know he's in a in an older technology car. He's in the, the National Aspirator Peugeot against the turbocharged cars. So yeah. yeah, it's been a very impressive. Definitely. Yeah, definitely, definitely want to watch. Has to be said. So yeah, we're 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 doing fairly well, as uh, as the fella said. Uh, in terms of Going back to Ypres then, so Josh Markerling was 11th or 12th, I think, in the end. Is that right? Just to confirm. Yeah, he, he finished 12th, I think. Um, yeah, not wrong with that, like. That must be one of the highest overall results from an Irishman other than Craig Brain and um, Chris Mick as well, I guess. Like, you'd, you'd be going back a wee bit since yeah, we've had Gar- someone on Gar- top. Yeah, was 6th or 7th in Mexico, I think. That's a long time ago, maybe. <laughs> like, in, in the mid nineties, I think. 14 years, um, maybe, is it? But, yeah, yeah it's, it, is, it is crazy and again just with the class he was in it, it perhaps got overshadowed because he was competing against so many um, local drivers and um, guys that have been doing rallies in that, that championship already this season so brilliant brilliant drive and again he, he went to Rome probably the, the month before looking a good result and the pace out there you know he had um one mistake and his rally was over and he bounced back straight away so to be able to do that like i hope i hope that's really encouraging for him um and yeah i don't know what he's got planned for the rest of the year but i'm sure he'll be out in a few more events and um, punching in good good results because he's getting into the habit of doing that yeah absolutely onwards and upwards as the fella said so yeah. speaking of um Speaking of Ypres, then let's let's move on to Mr. Craig Breen and Mr. <laughs> Paul Nagel because the speculation and rumor mill is just rife at the moment about what's going to happen in 2022. So, like, I mean, he's they've put in back-to-back results of just serious caliber. Like, um, Ypres was just incredible. Like Estonia equally is impressive, but Ypres was 
whoa, just wow. Like, I mean, considering the opposition and the opposition location, we'll say, or, you know, in terms of where they're from and all that, like, it was, it was remarkable. Um, he's got to get a drive next year, surely. Like, what much more can he do to prove it? He's only in the car a few times a year and he's punching in serious results. Like, yeah, you've got to be saying to yourself, if I don't get a next year, lads, like, how much more can I honestly do? Like, you know, regardless of what team it's for. So, what's your guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I sort of think, you know, the, you can't argue with the performances he's had this year, even last year when he was only getting a few rallies in the car. But, you know, Craig has said himself a few times that he can't just step into these latest generation WRC cars and compete. You know, he's he's um, he's been having a couple of projects. He's he done, obviously, a Tarmac Championship in 2019 in the, in the Fiesta R5 and, and things like that. But it can't really compare to, to one of those bigger WRC cars now. They're so much more advanced than the R5 is now that um, you know and realistically like look at Estonia okay Tanak had his issues but before that you know Craig was right on him so you're racing an Estonian in Estonia and then you go to yeah. April and you race a, a Belgium in Belgium you know what more what more can you do really you know that's that's yeah. um, at the yeah obviously he does deserve a deserve a drive but we all know that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to get one you know they're seen it's so hard to make it at that level that and there's so few drives out there but realistically it's he has to be top of the list now of any team that's looking for a driver now yeah yeah definitely um you plow on there i have a point actually do you know what before you plow on i just i just call it something right it was kind of a brain fart now that came out of nowhere but like just given the fact a couple of years back that a lot of Irish competitors were so competitive and at times ahead of craig right if you got the likes of a tannic or the likes of uh uh, Thierry over to Ireland, right? And Craig. And add in our guys. How do our guys do on our home turf? Like, is there a reasonable chance that we could actually take a couple of those guys? That's a, that's a big question, isn't it? <laughs> and out next year. <laughs> yeah. Yes, very good point. And actually, uh, answer that first, and then maybe tell us is there any developments that you've heard of in respect of um, you know that round happening next year? Yeah, okay. I haven't heard anything um new, but obviously there there is always stories um floating about that you know that's it's quite clearly being being worked on and there's a big push on to make it happen. So, you know, fingers crossed that it does happen and as you said, like it's it's gonna be interesting again to see how our guys um do if if it does happen next year. I'm sure there will be plenty of WRC three entries um, going going in. So, uh, yeah, that goes without saying. It's it's uh, it's something we all hope happens. So, I uh, fingers crossed. <laughs> Mr. Crawford, have any info on that? He is sitting on um, a committee, I think, that are looking to push this on. I think Johnny, yeah. Well, I haven't heard anything since the last time we were on here about it. So it's you know we've had a few false dawns on the on the WRC Northern Ireland yeah. before. So. It's um yeah I'll, I really hope it does come through I think it'll be fantastic but uh you know we've been here a few times before we've been so close and then just something has slipped at the very last minute and I know the guys are doing their are doing their hardest to get to work so hopefully this time it will happen but you know it will be it'll be fantastic I mean it's so exciting because now you know I can't remember any time that there's been so many drivers from these islands that have that have been up at that level. You know, it's not so much a case of 
you know, when when the, when the WRC came to Ireland in 20, uh, 2007, 2008, you know, we didn't really have any WRC caliber drivers. You know, we had Chris, who was on the fringes with the JWRC and stuff. I think he'd done the Subaru WRC car and things. But, you know, now you have Craig, you have Josh, you have William, you have John, Callum. You have all these guys out here who are competing at this high level who, as you say, can now come back to somewhere they know. That's that's going to be really exciting. Yeah. And, uh, you know, added with a lot of guys that will come in from, from the British and Tarmac Championship to sort of to try to try their hand at as well. But, you know, the we now have guys at that level, which we didn't have before. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be fantastic. Yeah. Um, so it brings us back to our previous question. Like, I... It's it, it's definitely interesting. I think there's a possibility that we we could see you know someone from the Isle of Ireland really go on hammer and tongs with some of those guys we call out, and sometimes they say, "Ah, oh, not a chance." Different different gravy sort of a thing. But like you touched on something there, Johnny, that struck me back to another previous episode where, like, I asked Sam Moffat, "Was there ever a consideration to to go for it or maybe go a bit more professional?" He said, "Never." At no point. He's like so focused on. I suppose, you know, the day job is such and rallying is such, such a release that he just couldn't see any other way. But you think of that and, um, you know, he was obviously leading Craig a couple of years back in in, uh, in Donegal and you're like, Jesus, like the, if these guys actually went, we'd have more guys capable of, of actually going, <sighs> yeah, ifs and buts, I suppose, and pots and pans and all that. But um, you mentioned Cam Devine. So Adam, you have an article up on rallyinsight.com. Um, Cam's out this week. Yep, that's right. So Callum and James are away to the Czech Republic for the fourth round of the the European Rally Championship. So again, they're just checking the calendar again. They have seem to have a very second half heavy calendar as well. So um, hopefully, um, Callum and uh, yeah, Callum and James keep keep the push on there and have a good second half to the season. Um, I know they've they've done three rallies so far, but they have hit issues um, in each one, and they have shown pace on each one. So I'm sure uh, it's it's been a wee bit frustrating, but uh, no, definitely that that last one in Rome was Callum's first time on tarmac in his new Fiesta. So now he's going straight back to tarmac in the Czech Republic, and so he'll he'll have a good chance to build on. Um, how things went in Rome, and again he, he was saying um, that the the surface in Czech Republic he reckons is maybe similar to back here in Ireland, so um, it seems quite broken and rough in places. So yeah, I think I think he's looking forward to this weekend, and yeah, just genuinely hope the guys get a, a clear run um, to the finish, just so they have a weekend of punching in stage times without having to worry about um, other things or. Yeah, trying to catch up um, when when perhaps it, it wasn't their fault to begin with. So, no, definitely, it's again, you have what Craig and WRC, you have guys junior WRC, you have guys in the BRC, you have basically an Irish takeover junior BRC, and you have Callum in the European Championship as well. Like, as Johnny is saying, there's there's so many guys at the top of their game in all different places. Like it's it is pretty rare to have that. So I think, yes, we we should um, be grateful for that at the moment. Absolutely, there might be one problem for Callum now. I don't know if your focus pops over there. 
Now you call me a bother. But uh, yeah, no, listen, we, we listen. We uh, we um, wish him the very best luck. Um, and uh, all the guys as well that we've mentioned. Lads, um, we're nearly at the end of our header here with this episode. It's gone quite well, I have to say, for a late episode. I'm happy enough. But we have a couple of comments to go through. Uh, so the uh, this is Irish Rallying page. have got in touch with us on Facebook. Saying, looking forward to Cork 20. Time to off the cobwebs. Uh, the boats and the rain gear. Get the camera out and get the show back on the road. And the Irish Rallying page as well. Uh, great to have some rallying back. Loving the podcast, Kev. Adam doing great work out. Thanks for that, lads. Much appreciated. And as we said, if you do want to get in touch at uh, any stage, uh, you can do so uh, on the live stream, which you've uh, access to now on Facebook, Twitter, and on YouTube. But we are, of course, on social media as well. And like, obviously, because we're on some part of social media, but we have Instagram. And the handle is just to get in touch with us. If you want to tag us there instead in any particular tweet that's not in relation to the live stream, you get us on Irish Rally Pod. And, of course, the episode is brought to you in association uh, with FAC, the uh, Simply Automatic Choice for Automation Equipment. And for more, you can, of course, check out uh, nal.e forward slash products. Lads, any last thoughts before we let you go? Unfortunately. Yeah, nothing really. I think we've, we've touched on a few subjects here to get the conversation going. So, uh, yeah, everything's, everything's all good in my end. Yeah. Deadly. So, listen, lads, thanks a million. Uh, one last comment just before we wrap up. Uh, comes in from uh, Darren Moore. It's uh, great to get that lovely smell of rally cars on Saturday. And well done to Johnny. There we go, lads. Thanks. We'll leave it at that. Um, thanks a million for joining us. And thanks a million to everyone who obviously viewed the podcast. We might not get the audio up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts this evening. Some of us we do need a nice sleep every now and then. So, maybe tomorrow at some stage we'll, we'll have that sorted for you guys. But uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for viewing. And to Johnny Greer and Adam Hall, thank you very much for joining us, all right? Yep, thank you, Carlos. Cheers.